Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. The yearly average of around 20 million who get infected by norovirus. 109,000 hospitalizations and 900 norovirus deaths. Mostly among adults age 65 and older. Now, the norovirus is prevalent on cruise ships uh, because of close living quarters and new people boarding the ship duh the cdc reported 14 illness outbreaks on cruise ships in 2023 norovirus was the cause on 13 of those occasions the other was caused by e coli and salmonella this year has already been one uh, norovirus outbreak on a cruise ship uh, in january a nor- norovirus outbreak struck the celebrity constellation cruise ship there were 92 passengers and eight crew members who fell ill now we have the queen victoria from the cunard cruise line they had an outbreak of 154 people that were stricken with a sickness 129 passengers and 25 crew members there are 1,824 passengers and 967 crew members aboard this cruise ship despite investigating the illness for more than two weeks uh, the cdc said we don't know what it is it's unknown (laughs) oh okay well good news is the outbreak is being monitored by the cdc's vessel sanitation program and i love that program it helps the cruise ship industry prevent and control the introduction transmission and spread of gastrointestinal illnesses on cruise ships now cunard cruise line said that it has increased cleaning and disinfection procedures isolated ill passengers and crew and notified current and embarking passengers and crew of the situation on board and encouraged prompt illness reporting and good hygiene well that is good but how about the sickness do we know what it was no it is still unknown but everything will be fine because the cdc's vessel sanitation program is on it welcome welcome to chewing the fat who pays for it that is always a good question to ask isn't it who pays for it did you know that if someone let's say a criminal uh comes to your home and uh holds up in your house and the police have to destroy your home while trying to get this criminal out of your house uh they are not responsible for it yeah sorry wish we could help you out but no we can't so this story out of wyoming a sheridan wyoming woman whose home was destroyed in a 32-hour standoff between law enforcement and a man suspected of killing a local police officer uh good luck getting your money i know so the standoff starts on a tuesday and well where this william lowry 46 allegedly killed sheridan police sergeant nevada kinkry and then rushed to the home of sheridan resident carol hamilton where he knew the tenant of the house who was living in hamilton's basement now hamilton the homeowner did not know lowry police were able to get hamilton's mother out of the home even as lowry hid in it tactical teams from around the state then barraged the home with gas 
water, light, and loudspeakers in an attempt to get Lowry to come out. He reportedly shot from the home on at least two occasions when agents ripped the home open with a track hole excavator. Now, he tried to escape armed and was shot dead on the scene. So the home is now a disaster. Thankfully, uh, you know, he's gone. And the only person that was, you know, I mean, obviously it's sad that the police officer lost his life in the beginning of this battle. But now her house is destroyed. And uh, good luck getting your money. The va- I mean, they're saying, Man, we, sorry, uh, we're not responsible for damaging your house. Now, hopefully the insurance will take care of it. But the daughter says, mm, doubtful that the uh, insurance will take care of it uh, because it doesn't know that the policy covers this mode of destruction. Now, I guess there's a law in Wyoming that... Uh, gives people compensation for property destroyed without permission. Plus, there's an inverse condemnation claim against the city. But usually these cases don't work. So this is agonizing because there are stories like this all over. Uh, And they say, oh, it's rare. But we just had a story here in Texas of a lady that the same thing happened a fugitive barricaded himself in the home of Vicki Baker of McKinney, Texas, which is, you know, DFW, and along with his 15-year-old female hostage. The fugitive released the girl but refused to come out and threatened to shoot it out with police officers. Agents blasted holes in the walls with explosives and lobbed in gas grenades, amassing about $60,000 in damages to the home. I'm guessing it was probably more than that. A surveillance drone later revealed that the fugitive had killed himself. The appeals panel said, yeah, you know, we're really sorry. But no, we're not going to pay for that. Governments aren't liable for damages wreaked in an active emergency to prevent eminent harm to people. So if they're not responsible, then there's no way they're concerned about what damage they do to your home. That is just amazing to me. So they can come in if a criminal, unbeknownst to me, comes into my home and barricades himself in and the police destroy it trying to get the criminal out then good luck god bless sorry about it man sucks to be you doesn't it man that is just unbelievable to me that is agonizing and as i said they have this inverse condemnation claim that you can file but attorneys have said yeah i really haven't seen anybody win that case Oh, okay. Because the Fifth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, according to this story, says private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. And the Wyoming Constitution takes that a step farther or further, adding in the words or damaged. So that's good news for the homeowner. But is it going to come true? Probably not, uh, because they believe that, hey... We were preventing eminent harm to people, and this was an active emergency. And I get that. I just feel like if it's unbeknownst to me, then the police department or the state government should actually reimburse the homeowner for the damage done to their home. And I get it. The police shouldn't have to worry about racking up the bill if they're trying to do what's necessary to save people's lives. However, 
uh when that damage is done then someone needs to pay for it not the homeowner who is not responsible but hey what do i know well one of the things i do know that it may be time to have some medicines on standby you know in the closet in case you need it i mean last year the end of last year drug shortages hit a record high and this is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments there are delays treatment cancellations and uh, the unfortunate rationing of vital medications even drugs as important as antibiotic amoxicillin are in short supply right now along with 294 others so uh this is why you need the jace case it's a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections and jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings they've even added ivermectin as an option in the jace case plus you can buy a gift card for your family or loved ones so that they can get a jace case of their own and personalize it to their needs Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Get yours today. Go to jacemedical.com today. You can use the code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, at checkout for a discount on your order. Promo code Jeffy at checkout to get a discount on your order. jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. feel for this guy and i would be so angry so this man in washington dc has filed a lawsuit against the powerball lottery after he said he was refused a 340 million dollar jackpot despite his ticket matching the winning combination shown on the lottery website so he purchased his powerball lottery ticket and you know obviously it uses the numbers and they go through it so it's important including family birthdays it's all good numbers okay so then he doesn't see the live draw but he goes to the website the next day and the numbers on the website are the numbers he has on his powerball ticket (laughs) i mean hello 340 million dollars nice he says in the story i got a little excited but i didn't shout i didn't scream i just called a friend uh took a picture as he recommended and that was it then i went to sleep (laughs) i guarantee you that is not what i'm doing but i am taking a picture and i am taking a picture of the website and of the ticket and i'm not going back to sleep but He said when he went to the office of the lottery and gaming the next day to redeem his ticket, his claim was denied. They said the number shown on the Powerball website was a test run and did not match the true winning combination drawing lot. Holy cow. You that is unreal. I would be so angry. They just told him, yeah, you're not a winner. Throw it away. No way. Uh, no way. He's got a picture of the, I mean, those numbers match his ticket, but they were like, man, sorry, it's wrong. Wow. So he's suing now because they made a false representation when they announced a different winning number two or more days after the announcement of the winning Powerball number. Yeah, no kidding. 
So according to Brittany Bailey, the project manager, uh, they said in court uh, declarations, the company's quality assurance team was conducting tests on a task related to adjusting the time zones on the Powerball website from coordinated universal time to Eastern Standard Time. Quality assurance team accidentally posted a test Powerball number on the website. They were supposed to be running the test and development environment, but accidentally shared the sample number live. Oh, okay. So sorry about it. Uh, we screwed up and you screwed this guy. I mean, maybe you say to him, look, um, you know, we're sorry. We screwed up. Uh, you don't win the 340 million, but here's a million. Have a nice day. Something, right? You have to. But so now we're saying that, uh, you know, no, sorry. We're not going to pay you. I would be uh, livid, uh, livid. And then on top of that, we find out that a Florida Mega Millions ticket worth $36 million is just missing and gone, so the money goes back to the lotto. Man, that sucks. 80% of the unclaimed prize will be transferred to a trust fund for education, which is where the money goes from the Florida lotto. And then, uh, so the 180-day window was not met. What a bummer. It lost out on 36 million dollars is that in a trash bag somewhere is it in the bottom of your car i don't know it was purchased at the public store in jacksonville a quick pick option and it cost two bucks and it is lost no one claimed it so man (laughs) Uh, i'd like to say that it's my winning ticket but it's 180 days are gone so it doesn't matter it's history (laughs) that really stinks that really stinks but the good news is we have uh, a drawing tonight for the Powerball for those of you listening live today is the 19th of February 2024 Powerball is uh, nobody nobody's winning the jackpots have been rolling over on Powerball and Mega Millions Powerball is 330 million dollars jackpot 155.8 cash payout and that drawing is tonight and then we have the mega millions drawing tomorrow which is worth 493 million dollars for the jackpot 231 point million cash payout so good luck and document everything i may not need the lotto though i got another email this weekend from uh mr javier j ramirez and the email begins with hello I am the principal attorney of a renowned law and auditing firm here in Turkey. I was contracted to audit the accounting section of some firms in Turkey. The audit is in line with government policies of account reconciliation. During my audits, I discovered a dormant account of a deceased who happened to be my client before his death and all efforts to locate his family proved abortive. Hence, I decided to contact you because from our preliminary findings you share a similar name to the deceased which is the requirement for the claim of the fund as inheritor of the estate to this end you can get back to me for clearer details of this proposal thank you kind regards mr javier j ramirez now javier doesn't tell me how much is in the account in the dormant account but in my mind i'm thinking millions millions of dollars could be two bucks on top of which uh, I'm not going to get back to Javier, and uh, I, I, I wish I could. I want to desperately, but you just can't respond to these because that's the scam. That is the scam I know, 
but I want to bad. I want to just reach back out to Javier J. Ramirez and say, yo, bro, <laughs> uh, it was related to me and whatever's in the account is all mine. Thank you. Please send the money accordingly. But I know. I know. Sad. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I went through a drive-thru this weekend and uh, I ordered. (laughs) And uh, I, I think I either dealt with a robot or a dumb human. And I'm not quite sure. I'm not willing to say which right now. But I ordered uh, a couple of sandwiches at the drive-thru, and I ordered uh, a couple of small fries, okay? So when I ordered, I said, hey, I need, uh, I need uh, two of these, and I need a couple of small fries. The robot and or human replied to me through the drive-thru microphone, how many is a couple? And I stopped for a moment, and I thought, you're kidding me, right? It's not a few. A few could be three to five, uh, but a couple is two. A couple is two. That's what a couple is. How many is a couple? So is that a human or a robot? I feel like if it's a human, you're an idiot and shouldn't be working at the drive-thru. If it's a robot, well, you're an idiot and maybe you, you know we need to upgrade AI just a tad. It's not quite ready for conversation between human and robot (laughs) it did however ask the question so if it's a robot it's at least finding out right how many is a couple whereas a dumb human uh how many is a couple were you not raised in america what is oh that's a that's a better question maybe they weren't oh yeah okay so just know uh that if you're working a drive-thru and someone says hey i need a couple of whatever item it is they mean two. Now, it's been a while since I've been to Starbucks, but the last time I went to Starbucks, I think I'm like you you, and thought, man, I wish they could make this place more inclusive because it's just not inclusive enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I've gone to Starbucks uh, multiple times in my life, and I go in and I order what I want, and then they give me the product, and that's a, you know, inclusive enough for me. But apparently, Starbucks is now rolling out new revamped looks across all its 16,300 plus locations in order to make the coffee ordering experience more accessible and inclusive. Oh, that's so special. It includes power-operated doors, a new point-of-sale system that's portable and boasts an adjustable angle stand, voice assist, screen magnification, and photos of menu items. Imagine someone who doesn't speak English as a first language and you're trying to make sure you're getting the order right and providing great service. You'll have an opportunity through some visual cues to make those confirmations. Oh, that is so right, Sarah Trilling from Starbucks North America. Countertops are also lower with overhangs, making them more accessible for wheelchair users or customers with service dogs. Part of what Starbucks calls its inclusive spaces framework. Starbucks also made behind-the-counter experience more accommodating for staffers with disabilities with its new Clover Vertica system for brewing drip coffee, which boasts a, a larger dial and protruding buttons, plus lights that indicate when the coffee is done. 
and when orders are ready, it'll be displayed on a large status board at the end of the bar to provide a visual cue. They also, what about uh, acoustics? Well, we've optimized the acoustics as well. It's a new design for customers that are hard of hearing by using materials that reduce unwanted background noise and reverberation that can interfere with assistive devices like hearing aids. New softer lighting features will also minimize glare, shadows, and backlighting that can make it more difficult to see. In addition, floor plans will be entirely barrier-free with open sight lines. Now, this is going to be across the entire U.S. chain, including the more than 600 new stores that Starbucks plans to open this year. We're going to follow that footprint. Sarah Trilling, Starbucks North America, insisted that building a more accessible customer experience won't be more expensive than the Seattle-based Java Giant's current design. Uh-huh. Okay. We're going to go in and remodel every store, but it won't be more expensive. Okay. No problem. Uh, another spokesperson for Starbucks said that the inclusive spaces framework will also help us expand independence choice and ease for all people across physical and digital spaces oh that's great it's also you know it announces new olive oil infused beverages <laughs> which are so good i mean don't you don't you want some olive oil infused beverages no i do not i do not okay i don't want your olive oil infused coffee okay i don't but I, apparently people do and uh forget the people that have complained that they've had stomach issues from the olive oil infused drinks so forget about them because more importantly starbucks is making coffee ordering more accessible and inclusive so are you watching the same as uh, everyone else? I see the uh, top movies being streamed this past week were Despicable Me 3 for Netflix, Barbie on HBO Max, The Marvels on Disney+, Plus, uh, Upgraded Prime Video, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Paramount+, Plus, uh, Freelance on Hulu, and Apple TV+, Plus, Killers of the Flower Moon. Then on... Uh, TV, we're looking at Netflix One Day, HBO Max True Detective, Disney Plus Bluey, Prime Video Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Paramount Plus Halo, Power Book 3 Racing Canaan on Hulu, Apple TV Plus Masters of the Air, and Peacock The Office Super Fan Episode. So maybe you're watching the same as everyone else because uh, those are what's being claimed as the top film and tv shows of the past week i see also that it's reported that meryl streep this is i don't know how to feel about this okay i'm torn between this on um, this news so according to this meryl streep is set to return to only murders in the building season four i really like only murders in the building a lot steve martin martin short uh selena gomez I like I like the show a lot. It was really funny. I like the way it was written. It's been it's been a good show. And now Meryl Streep, I'm not a huge fan of, and she was okay in season three. I know that she's you know the queen of movies and TV, but she's not in my in my world. But I guess uh, they all love her, and she's coming back to season four. So she better not ruin the freaking show. 
I know she's going to be the same character, so we'll see. But I don't like it. Not one bit. But they didn't consult me. Maybe Steve and Martin and Selena, you know, email me. Chewingthefatattheblaze.com <laughs> uh, Just email me. Uh, Chewingthefatattheblaze.com Or you can, you know, direct message me on X at JeffyJFR. Maybe hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Either way, you know, you can you can ask me. And I will be happy to give you my opinion. That may come as a surprise, but I would be happy to give Mr. Steve Martin, Mr. Martin Short, or Ms. Selena Gomez uh, my opinion. Who died today? Who died today? Well, we'll begin with Bing Worthington. Bing Worthington, dead at the age of 44. He is known for, well, he had his own work, but really he was the brother to Snoop Dogg. And uh, he died at the age of 44. He did, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes roles for Snoop over the years. He did some of his own uh, his own musical dabblings as well, but, you know, he's the brother to a Snoop Dogg. Uh, he was 44, and there was no cause of death disclosed. But uh, he is dead at the age of 44. Huh. Well, it couldn't have been that, because, you know, if it was that, they would have said it. They wouldn't have just left us hanging. Ooh, bad analogy. I didn't mean it. <laughs> they wouldn't have left us with no information. <clears throat> then I didn't realize this. I, uh, for some reason, I did not realize this. So, last month, Snoop's 24-year-old daughter, Corey, uh, suffered a severe stroke. A 24-year-old female daughter of Snoop suffered a severe stroke. Huh. Huh. So I guess she's doing better now. She's doing a little bit better now. Uh, When asked of the incident, uh, if the incident put life into perspective for him, Snoop responded with, yeah, yeah, something like that. (laughs) But isn't that interesting? I mean, I'm very sorry to hear about Snoop's daughter at the age of 24 suffering a stroke. Weird. And then his brother who is 44, just dropped over with no cause listed as uh, for his death. So, just weird. Rest in peace, Bing. Dead at the age of 44. Then we have Marco Tropper. Marco Tropper. Now, Marco is 19 years old, and he is dead. Rest in peace. He was a freshman math major at the University of California, Berkeley, was found unresponsive in his dorm room at the Clark Care campus last week. Uh, He is known because he is the 19-year-old son of former YouTube CEO Susan Wojcik. So, okay. Uh, rest in peace, Marco Tropper. Now, they suspect, obviously, that it's a drug overdose. Now, you know, he's going to University of California, Berkeley. Probably so. But it's still very, very sad. They are waiting for the toxicology reports to come. I will say, 
uh, you know, it's uh, it's becoming uh, becoming a thing, and I don't like it. You know, I was reading a post from PDB on X. PDB, Inspiring Fathers, Guiding Men, Raising Triplets, Logical Human is his uh, bio. But his post on X, I man, I, it was really, uh, well, I'll read it to you. 19-year-old son, a former CEO of Google, dead from fentanyl overdose. Well, I mean, I don't know that we know that uh, for a fact, but okay, I'll give that to you. At freshman year of UC Berkeley. No, he probably didn't take a fentanyl pill. No, he probably wasn't a junkie. He probably did what many of us have done all our lives. Experiment with drugs. For him, though, it was fatal. Why? Because fentanyl is in everything these days, killing our youth. This happens all the time, and it's heartbreaking. Having a couple of drinks, someone takes a bag of cocaine. Someone says, let's try these new gummies. Hey, want to try this ecstasy? Here, take this Xanax. I'll take the edge off. Want to trip with me on some LSD? These are all situations many of us have been in. Some of the funniest and stupidest times of our lives. They aren't supposed to kill you. They're supposed to help you grow one way or another. Don't act all righteous and say you didn't do it and would never. Many people have. Recreational drug use has been with us since the dawn of time. God knows how many of us would have been dead in the fentanyl era. Fentanyl is lacing everything and pouring in through our borders. Nobody realizes it's a problem until it hits home. Until someone's kid takes a bump of cocaine at a party. And rather than regret it, they die. That's not right. Where are the three-letter agencies? Why are recreational drugs safer in other countries? Why are most, if not all, fentanyl deaths in the USA? Why are our recreational drugs being poisoned? By whom? Why is it being allowed? Who's telling these cartels to kill off our drug users? Recreational drug use is at an all-time low. That's what word on the street is. But that won't stop our kids from making one mistake. WTF is happening. And I could not agree more with Peter. I'm sorry. It's Petey. P-E-T-E-Y. B. On X. I'm sorry. I went off the... <laughs> went off the deep end there a little bit. Uh, rest in peace, Marco Tropper. Dead at the age of 19. Then we have basketball coach Lefty Drezel. Lefty Drezel. Dead at the age of 92. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say what killed him. He died at home with his family. And, uh, you know, it could be that because it doesn't say. I know it doesn't say. But he died at his home in Virginia Beach with his family. Lefty was an amazing basketball coach for years. I mean, he laid the groundwork for some of the big NCAA uh, basketball coaches and was the first to hire a black assistant coach, which I'm sure, I don't know if he knew at the time what a big deal that was, but it most definitely was. So rest in peace, Lefty Drizel, dead at the age of 92. Then we have, uh, well, it isn't really a who died today, but it is kinda. Uh, the movie Madam Web uh, is now another superhero flop. Uh, they're not interested. Uh, apparently, moviegoers are not interested in researching spiders in the Amazon. I know. So the Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney uh, movie, Madam Web, uh, made twenty five point eight million at the box office. Yeah, um, that's not really good. Uh, I guess they had a budget between eighty and one hundred and fifteen million, which is low budget for these uh, superhero movies, and it still is not. Uh, not doing well especially when you have uh bob marley uh his movie made 33.2 million and uh so that was released uh 
I don't know, a week or so ago, and that's already over $50 million for the Bob Marley movie. So, uh, Madam Webb. <laughs> uh, you know, Cassandra Webb, uh, the New York uh, metropolis paramedic who begins to demonstrate signs of clairvoyance, forced to challenge revelations about her past. She needs to safeguard three young women from a deadly adversary who wants them destroyed. Yeah, man, that sounds good, doesn't it? Sure does. So if you tuned in uh, to any kind of television yesterday and you wanted to say, you know what, I want to watch Tiger Woods at the Genesis, Genesis Invitational. And uh, Tiger's back. He made his, got his new deal with Sunday Red. He's done with, uh, he's done with Nike. He's going to be part of the 2024 Genesis Invitational. It's been three years since he was at the Genesis Invitational. Remember, that's where he got into his big car wreck uh, at the Genesis Invitational. And uh, he's still rehabbing from that, really. So I don't know if the PTSD kicked in or not. But if you tuned in on Sunday, yeah, he wasn't there. Uh, he withdrew on Saturday. Uh, after uh, the seventh hole, apparently he was sick. He got uh, he was carted off, uh, and uh, I guess it was you know the flu. They said influenza, uh, but he is resting and feeling better now. Uh, so he was. If there were people, I was I was looking at the the footage of the people that were at the golf course uh, on Saturday, and they were all down the course, you know, at hole eight, nine, moving on, Tiger's coming. Yeah, no, not after that. Uh, He teed off on the seventh and was like, okay, no, I'm done. (laughs) I mean, the Genesis is bad luck for him, man. He needs to stay away from that Invitational big time. And then you thought, okay, well, I I went to the Genesis Invitational and there's no Tiger. You know what, I'll just go over and watch the Daytona 500. Uh, yeah, no, that was postponed. And uh, that's supposed to happen uh, today, uh, the 19th of February. Uh, this afternoon, the Daytona 500 is supposed to happen. We'll see, uh, weather permitting. But uh, so you'd be able to, you know, if you were looking for the 500 yesterday and wondering, hey, how come it's not on? Well, it was uh, rescheduled. Apparently, it was raining in Florida. So can't have an NASCAR race in rain. And so we'll see if we can do it today. And I guess if I cared about NASCAR any, I could make the argument that the NASCAR track should be domed. <laughs> but I barely care about NASCAR, so they could be, you know, they can have weather-related delays, no problem. Don't worry about it. And I know we're all concerned about border security and what's coming across the border, whether it be drugs or humans. But we know now, it's being reported, that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection agricultural specialists have received more than 1 billion cut flour shipments since January 1st and uh, they are on it. They are looking for pests and diseases that could harm U.S. agricultural and floral industries. Right? So this past week obviously was Valentine's Day so they were on it. They inspected more than 352 million mixed bouquets, 76 million roses, 75 million chrysanthemums. Uh, These numbers have increased uh, in 2024. Oh, that was last year. Oh, so hold on. Last year was 352 million uh, bouquets, 76 million roses, and 75 million 
chrysanthemums. But these numbers have increased in 2024. Uh, duh. So they have cleared more than 1.1 billion cut flowers, but they intercepted 1,830 insects and pests with 877 that could have potentially introduced diseases into the United States. And the top three ports for flower imports are Miami, New York, and Otemesa, California. So uh, it's good that our U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency is on the lookout for bugs and pests coming in on flowers, but nobody cares about the humans crossing the border. Just come on in and go where you want. That's wonderful. In fact, don't go where you want. Go where we tell you to go. And here's a ticket. Go ahead and go. So just know I feel, I feel safer. I know I feel safer and you should too. So I want to thank the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agricultural Specialists for keeping us safe. Oh, and I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to talk to you about, uh, remember the guy who uh, had the Guinness or what he thought was the Guinness world record for the model of the Eiffel Tower made by matches and he was pissed because it was rejected and uh, the Guinness world said yeah no uh you uh you didn't do it right uh, you used the wrong kind of matches and uh, sorry about it now his uh, Eiffel Tower had set more than 700,000 uh matches and the structure stands about 7.19 meters. That's a little taller than 23.5 feet. Okay, thanks. Why don't we just put that in the story? Okay, I don't need to worry about these 7.19 meters. However, that's what was in the story. So anyway, and he was pissed because Guinness said, yeah, sorry, uh, you know, we you used the wrong kind of matches and we don't like it. <laughs> well now guinness said you know maybe we were a little heavy-handed wait what yeah we gave it an official review and we looked at it and you know he was disappointed that his work was rejected and so we probably were a little heavy-handed in our application of our rules in this case. So the Guinness World Records Director of Central Records Services, and I love the Guinness World Records Director of Central Records Services, Mark McKinley, said that, yeah, you know, we're reversing our ruling, and we're going to go ahead and give him the, the record. So, yay! <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations to Richard Plodd, uh, the Frenchman who had dreamed of building the world's tallest matchstick sculpture. And he now has made that dream come true. Or at least, you know, the Central Record Services for Guinness World Records have made that dream come true after the denial. So they kicked him in the gut and then they said, oh, sorry, we know that hurt, but we're taking it back. And you now have the record. I mean, the other guy, the other title holder from Lebanon, he used like six million matches. Okay. Uh, uh, his tower stands 21.4 feet, but he used like six million matches. It was different matches for sure. But uh, congratulations to Richard Plow for, you know, having the world record of the <laughs> Eiffel Tower made from matches. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, no, really. It's beautiful. I mean, he's got a world record. Who doesn't want a world record? I know I do. But I'm not 
I'm not gluing or putting together 700,000 matchsticks or millions of matchsticks just to make a replica of the Eiffel Tower. I'm not doing that. So congratulations to you. All right, I'm going to leave you with the joke of the day. I used this joke at the end of our Saturday broadcast. Uh, Brad uh, Staggs and myself from Mojo Five O are uh, started doing a Saturday thing, Saturday morning thing. So you can tune in. It'll be uh, it'll be up on X, and it'll be on uh, Mojo Five O stuff. You can follow all the links, whatever you want to watch the watch our Saturday morning uh, get together. And um, it's guess it's going to be called chewing the daily fat mojo saturday (laughs) it's just that simple chewing the daily fat mojo saturday two great tastes one candy bar so uh, we'll be doing that and if you didn't get the chance to see it uh we'll be doing it every saturday and you can just follow me on x at jeffy jfr and uh you know it'll be streaming on that on saturday mornings or you have you know mojo 50 links whatever whatever you like whatever you like but i use this joke uh on saturday i won't double up anymore unless they're really good like this one made me laugh and i've been laughing about it for several days so if you didn't see the saturday morning show don't worry about it i'm going to tell you the joke right now okay a guy walked into a crowded bar waving his unholstered pistol and yelled i have a 45 caliber colt 1911 with a seven round magazine plus one in the chamber and i want to know who Who's been sleeping with my wife? And a voice from the back of the room called out, You need more ammo. (laughs) You know you laughed. You know you did. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.